Welcome to Keep It Real with Anna and Avery. Guys, we have a very, well, would we say special or important? Yes, I would say so. Would you say so? Yeah. Absolutely. Probably our best guest we've had so far about to join, Sydney Schneider, photographer. She does everything, marketing, whatever she wants to do. This girl can do it. She works with MLB. She's worked with the Chiefs. I mean, she's been at the NFL Awards. We'll dig into all of this. Sydney, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank I'm you so much here. for I'm honored to be here, and you said I was your best guest, so. I know, yeah, we've had one MLB player on, but Sydney, I think you rank above any athlete. Well, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Sydney, let's start with how we all know each other. UNL brought us together, of course. Avery, I feel like you knew Sydney like way before I did. When did you, Avery, and Sydney connect first? I DM Sydney on Instagram. Um, oh, I didn't know this. I forgot. I did not know that. Like at the end of my freshman year, because she kept always popping up on like my like for you page stuff. Mm-hmm. And then one time she was like in an Omaha thing, and I was like, "Wait, this girl goes to Omaha!" Like I had zero clue. And then I looked at your story, and you were traveling and stuff. And I was like, "Oh, like this girl has cute stuff." So I followed her, and then um, you'd posted like multiple more Instagram stories, and I was like. No one else, like, in my friend group, like, posts Instagram stories. Like, no one else <laughs> is creative necessarily. So I think I was just like, oh, my God, your stuff is so fun or whatever. And then I think we just kind of responded back and forth a, like, random few times. And then mm-hmm. I ran into Sydney at the Hockey House my sophomore year. Oh, boy. But I barely <laughs> I barely knew you, but I didn't, like, have any friends in this world yet. And I was like, oh, yeah, hi. And you recognize me. And so we had like a small little chit chat. But you were uh-huh. with another friend. And at the time, like I didn't know who it was. But now it was Berta, which is funny. Oh, that's funny. funny. Yes. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We had a small little chit chat. And then I don't know like really what like hit it off for us. But then you guys kind of knew each other. So when we kind of got <laughs> women in media going or whatever, uh-huh. like Sydney came to take pictures and you were like, oh my God, Sydney. And I was like, I didn't really know you guys all knew each other. So <laughs> I thought we were just like finding her. <laughs> Funny story. Actually, how I met Sydney the first time, I, it was actually a job interview. So oh my gosh. I had literally never oh, no. met Sydney. <laughs> saw her work and I was like okay this girl's really good she needs to get into more sports photography around Omaha and I was working at the Omaha Sports Commission and we were needing a photographer and Sydney Mm -hmm. had done that had taken senior photos and family photos and stuff but hadn't really dove into the sports photography as much as I know she wanted to but Mm -hmm. then again like I think the only interaction Sydney I had with you was maybe like a Twitter DM or an Instagram DM Probably. Like really, yeah, really, yeah, really minimal. Wait, we had a class together. Did you? Yes. Yeah, but that was that was late. Like that was my senior year, I think. Okay. Either way, I remember you saying because STEM went around and asked what everyone wanted to do, and you're like, "I want to get into sports photography," and I was like, "Oh my god, that's it!" You're like, "That's her in the flesh." She sat in the back row, and you always came from swim. <laughs> wet hair wet hair <laughs> okay yeah because then i remember every once in a while in passing okay sorry continue continue okay yeah. so i never met sydney actually and needed a sports photographer at the omaha sports commission we were about to do the swim trials and like perfect fit for sydney right she's a swimmer she was a college swimmer and loved it loved photography she's great and so i'm like 
hey, like one of my good friends, Sydney, would be so good good for this position. I've never (laughs) met this girl. I've never talked to her. Nothing. But I was vouching so hard for you. And I was like, you will love her. And I was like, please, Sydney, just be normal. I was like, (laughs) please just be a normal person. I was like, I'm going to vouch for you. And I'm just going to hope for the best. And you got the job. And you were amazing. And I did get that one. Yeah, it was. That's like the first memory I have of meeting you. I came. I came to that interview in like a suit. Yes. Like, <laughs> like what? In a binder. I had like a binder. Yeah. I was like, dang, yeah. she's prepared. Yeah, I printed my resume. Wait, you had oh, to do an interview for Sports Commission Photography for Swim Trials? No. It was for more than that. Oh, I don't just really know. because didn't you guys do like the motorbike thing first? Uh huh. Yeah, BMX. We did a BMX mm-hmm. event okay. first. Got it. Yeah. But it was kind of just to do multiple events, but that first BMX event, which is obviously just super random, but that was like the first like trial of should we let Sydney shoot the swim trial? Be our friend. And be our friend. Yeah, I was really I was texting you and before that I'm like, what do I need to bring? Like what should I when should I be there? You're like texting me and I'm like, I could get there and this could be so weird <laughs> and I could be stuck. And it turns out you're pretty normal and everyone So you didn't know if I was normal either. You're like, who's no. this crazy girl? Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Who just called me her best friend. Yeah. And then afterwards, yeah. my boss was like, Oh, how long have you guys been friends? And afterwards I go, Yeah, I just met her too. <laughs> They're like, are you serious, you Anna? They're like, did you seriously just lie to us? I was like, yeah, I did. You're like, well, I saw her stuff. So. And I was like, this will be the best thing you guys make. I promise. <laughs> and it was. So, oh, Swim Trials was like, I forgot about all that stuff. Yeah. Swim Trials was super fun. I feel like that's when we like all really became like really close, close. and started working a lot together, was definitely the Swim Trials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that ended up happening in 2021 summer, yeah. where it was supposed to happen in 2020 summer, obviously. So like mm-hmm. delayed and whatnot, but Sydney, for you as a former swimmer, what was that experience like from your perspective? I think if it wouldn't have been for the swim trials, I don't think I would have gotten like nose deep in sports photography. It being like my sport and it being like the highest level of competition, making it to the Olympics. I think that was like the most inspirational week. Like, I don't even know if I can describe it really, but I had just ended my swim career. I had just graduated and then this opportunity had come. So I'm there like with Olympians that I had looked up to my literal entire life. And rather than being in the pool, like swimming, competing, I was there on the outside kind of photographing them. And it kind of like um, gave me this like outlook, like this would be really cool to keep doing, maybe not mm-hmm. just in swimming, but for other sports, because it gives me a very similar I don't know if I want to say sensation, but like feeling of competing, totally. like your adrenaline really gets going. And um, I just loved it. It was a very surreal experience. Um, yeah. I, I mean, you got to take photos of Michael Phelps. He wasn't swimming, but he was <clears throat> still there with his kids. How cool mm-hmm. is that? Crazy. I still look at those photos from time to time. And like, I'm so close to him. And I think at the time it was almost like, I didn't like quite realize like, he's literally, I could almost touch him. Literally. <laughs> um, and there's so many other, like, Nathan Adrian um, ended his swimming career. He didn't end up making the Olympic team and kind of, like, said farewell to swimming. And his cover photo on his Instagram post was a photo that I took. Yeah. And I had idolized him for years and years. I literally had a poster of him in my room. <laughs> and it, that was, like, his farewell to swimming was my photo. And that, like, oh. I think she was, like, 
Yeah. And he tagged me. Yeah. Like, Omaha Sports Commission. And I remember getting notification. It was like Nathan Adrian tagged you in a post. I'm like, okay, is this like no. a fake account or something? Yeah. And then it was him. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's still like, it's crazy to think about. But I really credit Omaha Sports Commission and you, Anna, for getting me in there because I think that was like the like start of like, okay, mm-hmm. I want to do this. I'm going to get really good. I'm not very good right now. Still not very good, but I'm going to get really good. So that maybe I can have more experiences like that and be able to be around like all-time athletes and just sports in general. I feel like being a- not an athlete anymore, being able to stay in sports right. and like, it's just such a passion of mine. And to be able to be around sports still is, it's not, it doesn't really feel like a job. I love it. That whole event was just like so crazy. Even for me, like, okay, backtrack. All of us went to Omaha and we're athletes. So also that's kind of how we all, I would say someone knew each other. Oh. Huge runner, huge runner. <laughs> Anna is That's a great queen. Yeah. <laughs> but so if it we didn't just like randomly like all bump into each other in Omaha, but that event was so cool because it was right after COVID and we you know started Women in Media Club. We were doing shows like we got Sydney involved to like take pictures for us. Like mm-hmm. we were all kind of in the same little circle, and then that we all ended up at some trials was such an interesting like event because for me, not a swimmer have never been like huge into swimming outside of, you know, watching the Olympics. So that's one of the most exhilarating events, like truly, but then you're there and you're working in a sports scene that's so fast paced. Like people are there all day. People are sprinting back and forth with heat sheets, like NBC's mm-hmm. next to you. Like Mike Tirico's over here. Yeah, and, that like, was really Michelle cool. Michelle Tafoya's mm-hmm. over here. Like, and you're sitting in like their section and I'm like, I haven't even done anything yet. Like, how am I doing this? And it kind of opened your eyes to this, like, you can put yourself in any position in sports if you just, you know, say yes to opportunities and you're mm-hmm. under crossing paths with so many cool people. And that's mm-hmm. the best part about sports. And like that weekend, I even remember like kind of hate to admit it, but almost dreading because we didn't get to do the College World Series that year. Mm-hmm. They like didn't allow media. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to Omaha for the swim trials, but not really for the World Series. Granted, CHI and Charles Schwab are like neighbors. So we got to enjoy a little bit of both. But at the end of it, I like went into like a post from trial, like depression because it was literally two weeks of so much fun. Like you'd wake up. It was summertime. So yes, there was a buzz in Omaha, like no yeah. matter what. But and then like us three every day, like we're going to get food together. I had a hotel room. Literally <laughs> had a hotel room. Like we were spending time in our hotel room in between sessions, like watching some of the best athletes in the world compete. And then this was the craziest part is then we watched the Olympics on TV because this was the trials. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... That guy just posted a picture that Sydney took. Mm-hmm. That guy is in a commercial right now for the U.S. Olympic team. Like, yep. I posted pictures for this guy. Like, I was taking mm-hmm. Instagram stories for this girl. Like, I'm watching mm-hmm. Katie Ledecky break records with my own eyes. Yeah. And, like, I'd never experienced something like that. So, it was, it was such an eye-opening experience, like, for even my own sports career. And let alone, I can imagine what it was like for you Mm-hmm. Like that was your sport. Like I was at state basketball yesterday and I like drove home crying because I'm like, <laughs> I miss competing. Like I miss being mm-hmm. on a team. And like you just did this right mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. in your career and you're watching your sport happen. Like, yeah. And then you got to capture it. I just, that was like my favorite thing that we ever did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. And now the Olympics and trials aren't coming back to Omaha. So that was kind of like totally the cap. And we were mm-hmm. there and that's crazy. And so many, so the sport of swimming, especially in the athletes that were there that year, like that was a big Olympics. Like that was yeah. a huge big trials and we were there and I still, I can't believe it. It was crazy. 
and we got a picture with Caleb Dressel. We did at the very end. (laughs) So we were we were like in the the tunnels. Yeah, we were in the tunnels. And if you don't know Caleb Dressel, like look him up now. And especially look at the picture Sydney took of him. He's like the and his wife, by the way, ever. wife posted p- Sydney's pictures. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yep. Mm-hmm. Anywho, you're yeah. in the Dressel family, girl. You're you're in there for sure. <laughs> but we met Caleb Dressel, and he was just like walking through like the staff area. I really don't know why he was, but we saw him. We're like, okay, like we need a picture. We were like, he was walking last night. Like, it, it was, it was over. Like the yeah, trial was over. over. Like he did not want to be talking to really anyone. Like he's trying to leave. <laughs> and we're like, hey, like we need a picture with you, sir. Mm-hmm. But he was more than happy to that's so cool funny too is like the rest of the week like you just be like walking by like you know Mm -hmm. michael phelps or Mm -hmm. caleb or like ryan lochte Mm -hmm. and you're like acting like it's no big deal have to be professional Uh hey how Mm -hmm. are you like great Mm -hmm. job watching them Mm -hmm. in the press conference and you're like five feet away then they're playing it on the national news that night you're like i was in that room and now you guys are like screw it picture is happening ryan goes out with anna like i i yeah i wish i wish he went out with us but I was walking by the hotel. I think it was like the Hilton that all the swimmers stayed at. And Ryan Lochte's just sitting outside, just hanging out, chilling in like, Omaha, doing of nothing. Anna's like, phone. I'm gonna go up to him, and I'm like, <laughs> "You look like you need someone to talk to," because he just didn't make. You said, "No, I didn't say that." <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> he looked. He looked really sad though. And then um, I was with like two of my friends. And I'm like, "Dude, that's Ryan Lochte." So we walked past him. And it's so funny. I just, wave at, I just waved at him. I go, oh, hey, like, just like I saw a buddy. And then he waved back. And then I walked. And then I'm like, hold on. That was Ryan Lochte. Oh. I, need to, I need to go back. And you so I, I, like, <laughs> I drag out my friends. I turn around. Can I do an interview real quick? I, I should have. And I'm like, hey, Ryan, like, I uh, just want to congratulate you on your career. Like, you did great. And I hope you're doing well. And he, I mean, we took pictures together. We took like this selfie. Yep. And then when I was walking away, he did wink at me. I will say that. Absolutely. Leave it at that. He you did. I'm not kidding. Yeah, it was <laughs> dark. Yes, you did. I swear to God. Okay, but the best Anna. part about this is both times I'm not here and you guys. Yeah, Avery's like a bad luck. She, <laughs> she never gets any of the, any of the good photos yeah. of us. Yeah, I had a great two weeks that weekend. You guys, it's all right. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was okay. It's fine. But anyway, we wanted to get into this because I think all three of us are going through something similar but different about there's no linear career path in what we do. Like just it's basically what you make of it, how you create what you create. And I know Sydney and I have talked about this a lot lately, but it's weird the timing of things, but at the same time, it's not because of the places we've put ourselves in and who we mm-hmm. end up meeting and the opportunities that in a weird way seem to be presented in front of us. Yeah. But, and I think sometimes I know you don't, so I'll do it for you, but you don't give yourself enough credit because you put yourself in great positions and you've put in all the work and you go like the extra mile every time to make sure your work is done correctly and on time and edited correctly and doing what the client wants. And just the attention to detail that every time an opportunity comes, it's like a no brainer. Mm-hmm. At least for me and Anna, we're like, of course she got that. Like, of course, yeah, like she's, she's the best. There, like, know? I have no doubt in my mind <laughs> right. that you're the best sports photographer in any room. Yeah. And so we know you'd never say that, obviously. So we're yeah. going to do it. But <laughs> we talk about this a lot. Like, you know, how do we put ourselves in the best position to be successful for the next thing mm-hmm. or also just give everything we have right now because it'll ultimately lead to the next thing? 
Mm-hmm. Will you talk about quickly after college, the job search situation, and then because you took the position in Kansas City, like what that opened up for you and just kind of how it all, you know, played out to what you're doing today? Sure. Um, so post-grad, I was in Omaha and I stayed in Omaha for a year and it was a lot of job applications, a lot of interviews. A lot of ones I felt I was very qualified for and I would have great interviews. I had one, a really great one, and it was a female photographer and she had told me, I see so much of myself in you. This is going to be a great fit. Like I felt like I had it. And then the next day I got a no. So I'm like, okay. So like, so many, so, so, so many no's. Um, through a mutual connection, I applied for a job at an ad agency in um, Kansas City. It wasn't in sports, but my degree was in marketing and public relations. So I'm like, that would be cool to work at more agency work. That's what my degree's in. Aside from sports photography, maybe I could continue this on the side. Um, and I, so I took it. I moved to Kansas City. Um, and within like two weeks, I got an email from MLB and it was, it was a position that I hadn't applied for, actually, which is crazy. Um, through connections and people that I had met and also doing work for the Omaha um, Storm Chasers, which is the Royals AAA affiliate, thanks to Anna. Shout out, Anna. <laughs> um, they had seen some of my work of some of the players that were kind of up and coming, Bobby Witt Jr. Um, and had seen I took those photos, had heard my name from a couple other people. I interviewed for that position. Um, got the position a week later, um, started a week after that, basically. So then I was working at an ad agency and shooting for Major League Baseball for the rest of the season. So my position was essentially, I was a live content creator, so I'm shooting all the home games, but mostly for the away team. Like, I'm getting content for the away team, mostly still some home team stuff. Um, But that was crazy because I felt like if I wouldn't have taken, like, the leap of faith and moved to Kansas City just wanting to get out and doing something new – they probably wouldn't have reached out to me because I wouldn't have been local to Kansas City and they wouldn't have wanted to wait for me to move and find something. Um, it was kind of a last minute fill position because the girl previously who I kind of knew a little bit had left. Um, and it was really just like a they needed someone quick. I had just moved. It was perfect timing, really. Um, and then this. So to go back a couple weeks before that, before I actually had moved officially to Kansas City, I had just accepted the job with the ad agency. I drove literally just a day trip to a, a photo summit for the Chiefs that you kind of had to apply to. Um, I got like accepted to, but there was a ton of people there. Um, and it was really just like a creatives meetup, essentially. And um, at the end of it, I went up to like the head photographer. I'm like, hey, I'm Sydney. He ended up knowing who I was because I had applied for an internship that year that he declined. <laughs> and he basically told me, I, like, I didn't think you'd, you're doing so much. I didn't think you'd have time. Like, you're, you're doing all these great things. I'm like, well, outside. <laughs> awesome. Um, but anyway, so I told him, like, I'm going to be here now. Um, and at that time, I didn't have the MLB thing. that I, I, So I literally hadn't even officially moved to Kansas City. Um, and said, I'm going to be here. I would love anything I can help you with. Let me know. I'll be there. Was, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Like, so nice to meet you. And we had a great little conversation. And then I moved to Kansas City. So then back to kind of where what I just explained, accepted that position. I reached out to him, told him that I was doing that. Cause I'm like, maybe this will, I gave mm-hmm. a like that a little bit. So then I, I emailed him, didn't hear back. Um, kind of going on with, I, I don't know if I'm forgetting things. I kind of start to forget, but anyway, I think that's right. So I keep going on with life and then, um football season kind of starts to come around I get a text from him and um he's like hey can you give me a call I'm like 
oh, okay, this should be good. I don't know. So I call him. He's like, how are you with like celebrities and like bigger name influencers? Would you be okay to sign an NDA? Like, I, I don't know if you should, maybe you should cut this out. I, don't know. <laughs> I think it's fine. I think it's fine. And um, whatever. So, so he tells me that he has this event for me. It's like in two days, gives me all these details. I was working at like a eight to five, nine to five every single day. So I had to leave work a little bit early to make it to the event, which was like 10 minutes away. So I made it there. It was super cool. It was a chief's um, like anniversary um, kind of like event. And it was the night before the Chargers home opener game um, at chief's. And at the event, he's like, Hey, um, are you available tomorrow? I'm like, um, I work tomorrow, but like, I probably can be. He goes, okay. Yeah. I want you to come help us at the game. I'm like, start to sweat. I'm like, okay. Okay. (laughs) Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. 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 Chargers versus chiefs. Yeah. And, um, which was crazy. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm going to stay calm, act cool. You know, like, you know what I'm doing? I can do that. Yeah. And so because I had just taken off the day at work before, I didn't want to do that again. Like I love that agency that I work for. And I'm like, I'm going to just make it work. Like I don't know how I'm going to make it work, but I'm going to make it work. So I worked that whole day left. I told him, um, I'm, I might be late. I don't know, but I'll make it work. And so I was into traffic. So I work in river market is the agency that I work for. And it was traffic, heavy traffic. First Chiefs game of the season. Okay. Boy. Sydney's sweating. I'm dripping sweat. Like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to be late. I'm going to, he's literally, I'm never going to get an opportunity again, blah, 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 like all these things. So I park and I'm parked in the wrong spot and I'm carrying like a roller bag, a backpack, all these things through gravel, like basically running. Okay. (laughs) Parking lot. And I make it there. The game hadn't started yet. And one of my like shots that he wanted was at the very top of the stadium so like the highest point of the stadium so i with my roller suitcase climb the stairs i don't know how many flights it was i think my watch told me at the time i don't even remember now i know exactly where you're at because this is where i snuck into (laughs) picture oh yeah Mm -hmm. top 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 wait so why didn't you drop off your roller stuff so why did you just you had no time time. i didn't have time if i if i would have taken off and gotten there on time i would have dropped off my stuff stuff talked to him got the whole list we did not have time <laughs> this so is you were tearing this up like through fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh Everything. my god! I had a big lens, like a big. Um, I think I had a, like a three hundred lens on a, on a monopod on my shoulder, a backpack, and a roller bag. <laughs> so he's crawling at the airport. So crawling at this yeah. Oh my gosh, my legs were burning. Anyway, so I get up there, I got the shot. I think the game went pretty well. Like I got some good stuff. I think the the chief social ended up using a couple. Um, I, I just didn't feel good about it. Like the rush and like, I'm like, I know I can do better. So I told him that I'm like, I love, thank you so much for this opportunity. Like I would love to be asked to come back. Let me know when you need help. And I didn't hear for a while. And then I got asked, um, I don't know. I'm starting to forget this, forget my own life story, I guess. Cheese game. I think. Yeah. 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 So I think the next game was Christmas Eve. So I was going to go home. Talking Sydney's life. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's it. So that Chargers game was the first game of the season. So it was, a, it was a little bit. And I started to, like, get really down. I'm like, yeah, those photos sucked. Like, they hated them. I'm literally – should probably quit photography. <laughs> this is the end. And <clears throat> so I get a text. And I'm like – and he's like, hey, can you work Christmas Eve game in Seattle? I was already planning on going home. I think I actually went home 
had to come back for like a doctor's appointment. So I drove back and forth, I think two times. Well, then an entire snowstorm is coming and I was going to drive and stay there and then like come back the, the night before. Well, then I had to stay in Kansas City because I didn't want to get stuck. So the whole week off I had from work, I was just hanging out in my so- solo studio apartment <laughs> in a snowstorm. No one was driving, really. So I walked to get groceries <laughs> downtown, like just bumming it, really. And but I'm like, I have to like, I can't say no. Like, I kind of want to like prove myself a little bit. So mm-hmm. I did the Christmas Eve game. Um, and this one was cool because I did like photos with Santa and I got to go up to like the players, like families, lounges and like take photos with their kids and their wives. And so I got to meet a lot of people. And I kept thinking like, if I would have said no to this, that wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have met this person. I wouldn't have met that person. And I also got some really cool game action shots. Um, but it wasn't like, Hey, can you come on the field and be here for like the most important blah, blah, blah. It was like, not like, it didn't sound like the most amazing thing to do. Mm -hmm. And it was on Christmas Eve, but I kind of thought like, I have to do it. I literally have to do it. I want to do it. So I did that. And then um, leading up to next one. Is this getting too long? No, keep going. Tell your story. (laughs) Okay. Um, So then I ended up having to have surgery. Long story. So I, I, he texted me about a playoffs game. Mm -hmm. I had to say no, because I had literally just had surgery. (laughs) I hope you understood. (laughs) Yeah, he was fine. He was fine. But it, I started to get like more texts frequently and I like was feeling a lot better. I'm like, this is crazy. So like, I kind of became more of like a a freelance photographer for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had to say no. And I was like, just, I almost like, was like, I think I can do it. My parents were like, Sydney, thank you. This is, you can't do this. Mm -hmm. So that was the week before they win. So then it's, I think two weeks, they divide again. The next week they're playing the Bengals. Mm -hmm. And so that was, yeah, AFC championship game. Um, they, this would have been like my third week, like post-op, which I wasn't really supposed to be doing anything, but I was like, I'm not saying no to this. Right. <laughs> I packed up my stuff from home. Home, you can City. play on one ankle. You can shoot a yes. game. Exactly. Exactly my thoughts. <laughs> and so packed my stuff with Kansas City. It was freezing cold game. Yeah. Um, I, after the game, I looked at my watch. I had walked like 9.98 miles, like Stop. a whole bunch of flights of stairs. I was hurting the next day. I'm not going to lie. I was hurting, but it was it was amazing. Like Your pictures were unreal. Yeah, your pictures were insane. That how was cool were you, though? Like, how are you clicking the buttons? Um, I couldn't really feel my hands, so I would have to, like, make sure I could hear it. So I, a lot of times when you're in, like, crowds, you cannot hear, and I'm, like, making sure I can, like, hear it, because sometimes I did not feel like my finger was going. Mm-hmm. Crazy stuff. Very cold. Um, so I did a lot of fan stuff that game. And then obviously they win the trophy presentation, all the confetti, the signage stuff, um, got to go down and like, I stuffed confetti into my pockets. I have it in a plastic bag. (laughs) (laughs) I do the same. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of like, it all kind of made sense. I'm like, I, I knew that I needed to be there and I needed to go to the game before that and kind of just grind through it because if, if I probably would have kept saying no or like didn't make it work, maybe yeah. I would have stopped asking kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And now he, um, where I would say are pretty close and he's given me a lot of really great opportunities. I just did the one-on-one awards um, thanks to him. So I'm kind of more on like their freelance list and who he's, who he's pulling from. Um, I was in Scottsdale for my ad agency, a work retreat. Um, same week as waste management in the Super Bowl. just coincidentally, like was not planned. That's crazy. But- I texted him. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I'm in Scottsdale. 
do you need anything? And he ended up giving me like a list of stuff that he needed. So I was kind of like double timing, like working and working. Like we got to dinner, I like bring my camera, like still trying to get some photos. And the next morning was first take the ESPN show mm-hmm. and um, got some really cool photos of that. That was yes, really the Stephen A. Stephen <laughs> picture so hard. Yeah, that one's good. so cool. He came right up to me and I think he thought like I was a camera that he was supposed to be looking at talking yeah. to <laughs> and when I rewatched the clip I'm like I think I completely messed them up <laughs> but I got some great pictures because I went to where I'm like if I stand here I'm gonna get some good pics and I did so you have was cool. on your camera that like like I can't believe there's like pictures on your phone and on your camera of people that you have that's crazy yeah no. some of the like, coolest people for sure Oh, going back, Michael Phelps, Ryan Lochte, obviously. Um, Caleb Dressel. More recently, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco. Jalen Hurts. Um, drop that. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Photos of him. Oh, God. You're just like casually sending us videos of him, like nice videos. I'm like, I don't, I shouldn't have these videos on my phone. The thing about Sydney, like, if you don't know her, even, I mean, just as a friend of Sydney, Girl does not say anything before she goes to these events. No. All of a sudden, she's <laughs> posting with Jalen Hurts, and we're like, "What? Yeah, like, where are you? What are you doing?" She just shows up places yeah. and doesn't tell anybody, like us, who you should tell. Well, this is- the explanation to that is literally I find out about things oh, right before twenty-four to forty hours before. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And like, it's like, "Yep, I'll do it. I'll be there." And then yeah. I'm literally scrambling, making it work, driving probably because from three hours from Lincoln yep. to, if I'm visiting home. Whenever mm-hmm. like, I get it, your name pop up on my phone, I'm like, Here this go. is going to be something good. The, like, my like favorite like friend outside of like when we were not together, like memory probably was this past weekend because you're at NFL Awards and you send me a video of Laura Rutledge. Okay. Casual. <laughs> okay. person ever. Yeah. And you're like, I've been away from her. Yeah. We're like, we like think we're her. And like, I just bossy. saw her in Scottsdale, which yeah. is super funny. Mm-hmm. So all of you guys mm-hmm. have talked to her in the past few weeks. I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. Anyway, but then Anna's at a Team Jack Gala, like interviewing Husker stars sitting at the table. Yeah. I'm like kind of just being a loser at a hockey game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not a loser. Only thing exciting was that was sold out crowd, whatever. But I was like, oh my God, like, Sydney's texting us about Jalen Hurts. Anna just interviewed like Kenny Bell and Luke Gifford and is sending us to Coach Rule. Like, what? What are we? How, how are we? Yeah. What's going on? Like, I was just like sitting there. I'll like, tell you the answer. I'll cry. tell you the answer to, to why that is, is because of women in media at UNL. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's literally the only reason. I swear. I, I, t- I don't tell you guys this enough, but like that year, my senior year, when I was doing that with you guys, was like a oh okay I think I can do this like having other like female Aww. athletes athlete past Anna still count you well, athlete, baby hold on <laughs> to like grinding in their sport grinding in school and also like a future career it was like a truly okay mm-hmm. I can do this and I credit both of you to literally every opportunity that I've ever had I'm not even kidding oh, along with along with a lot of a lot of other people along the way but it was like the the. I think I can actually do this kind of yeah. thing because a lot there was a lot of doubt like throughout my college years to like why I wasn't really doing a ton of sports stuff. I was really confident in weddings. I was really confident in seniors and like I had my sport, like I'm doing my sport. Like I don't need to try to attempt that. Like the styles are so different. The equipment is so different. Like I don't, I, I, I just don't know if I can do that. And women in media got me into it. Truly. That's why I know it's, it. it's crazy how much, 
it helps having fellow women with you in the mm-hmm. same passion. I, I mean, we do different things. We all have different strengths and whatnot, but like having people there that are just there to cheer you on simply that you can just send a text to or ask a question about or anything helps mm-hmm. so much growing your career. I mean, I would not be where I am without both of you either. And just the encouragement and Alexa Blaze as well, just like that whole group that we had mm-hmm that was super into our career and our passion and would go the extra step to do something. Whereas a lot of students are in college just to graduate, right. Or just to do their sport. But there was so much more in between us and the women in media group and everyone that was in that, that knew they wanted to do a little bit more than what they got in the classroom or what they got on the track or on the field or whatever their sport was. And that's what really separated us. Mm-hmm. And as you guys are talking, it really reminds me of this quote my dad always told me growing up. He always told me whenever anyone says that you're lucky, he's like, luck is when hard work meets opportunity. So like mm-hmm. you can say you're lucky all you want and you got this because, oh, I was in the right place, right time. That wouldn't happen if right. you wouldn't have taken those steps in college or believed in yourself mm-hmm. or joined yeah. our club and went to those morning shows or Avery and I on Friday mornings, you know, getting up early and doing mm-hmm. these shows and getting that getting those reps in and then you Sydney saying yes to me someone that you had never yeah. literally met and went to a job interview with her like just because mm-hmm. you put yourself out there that mm-hmm. puts you in those positions it's not luck luck is not even a real yeah. thing luck is not a real thing it's when uh, at this, you know it's not a real <laughs> thing it's it's nice. your hard work it's <laughs> an opportunity and then you get put in that place because of mm-hmm. everything that you've done so never ever mm-hmm. that you're lucky Sydney and Avery um, you guys have worked yeah. so hard and I've loved watching you both grow so much. Well, so thank you. It's hard. It is hard though, because luck is like, it's one of those things I feel so lucky to be in these opportunities and I don't feel deserving and I don't feel like I'm to be honest, good enough to be there because there's amazing photographers mm-hmm. I'm around these amazing athletes, but it's a good reminder to kind of think back to like, okay, the day that I grinded driving through traps to get there, climbing That's up the so- steps the day that I, or the week that I stayed in Kansas City alone on my only really week off for Christmas, like stuff like that, where like those opportunities gave me like a little maybe inch ahead or like opened up one more door. Yeah. And I'm probably forgetting a lot of things along the way and other little things, but. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for us three too is like, it's, it really is what we're passionate about. So even though there's a lot of these stories, that's like the grinding details, like Mm -hmm. at least I know I feel this way. It doesn't feel like work for me, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest attribute is we pour everything into it. And I think like if I can give advice to people that are younger that are, because I think me and Sid talked about this, like someone reached out to her about on TikTok was like when she made a reel about, you know, going to the AFC championship game, like how did you get into this position? And you started sharing your story and you're like, what am I doing? Like, I haven't made it yet. And I'm like, you a hundred percent have made it. Like, Mm -hmm. look at all the work that you've put into it because Mm -hmm. it's led you to shoot Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Like you can't get any better than how do you get bigger? Travis Kelsey, Michael Phelps. Are you kidding me? And so I think sometimes we, we, we put like being a veteran in your career path with like, making it but I yeah. think if you mm-hmm. off all the events and all the cool things you've been to and experience people you've met and then look back on why you were able to do that you know that's all comes with passion and that's mm-hmm. the thing I think about luck too people say oh right place right time yes because I put myself the right place right. at the right time and it's this and people say all the time like saying yes saying yes saying yes but mm-hmm. it's also just like every moment that I know I've been like 
mm, I don't know if I want to go or I don't know if it's worth it. Every single time that I mm-hmm. go to those, they end up being the m- most amazing events. Mm-hmm. I end up meeting. Cannot agree more. Cannot agree more. The best people like mm-hmm. every single time. And so it, it is the saying yes, but it's also just being passionate. And I feel like every single time we're at an event, it's like looking for the tiny moments of passion not from us, but others around us. Cause that's what we like to capture. Mm-hmm. That's what we literally capture or tell the story. Right. And mm-hmm. that's my favorite part of watching you guys too, is because you always find like the little nuggets, Sydney, like of things that I like, I like, you know, that people aren't seeing. And then yeah. like, Lena does it in her storytelling too. Like she asks the questions that people might not be asking or like finding details about people because that's what we love to do in sports. It's because mm-hmm. we were athletes, but there's so much more than just mm-hmm. the athlete or the game. Right. That I, I mean, obviously, I appreciate, and I think I know more because I I know you guys' style and yep. I know what you guys are doing. But if you aren't their friends, like it's fun to watch that mm-hmm. display. Yeah, cannot agree more. And I think women also deal with imposter syndrome a lot, and like it's something that. <laughs> hmm, tell me a little bit more about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not aware. It's just it sucks uh. because I don't know what it is, but. I mean, it's something that everyone deals with at one point or another in their career of like, oh my God, wait, should I be here? Should I be doing this? Like, I don't fit with this group or whatever, or like, I'm not good enough. It's like just those voices in your head that you're like, okay, like I can't listen to that and whatever. Like I'm here for a reason. And I think that happens because things start to get a little bit easier for you. Like you start like Sydney, like in your photography, like things are easier to you now that weren't before. So then Mm -hmm. I feel like once things start getting easier because you're just simply better at them, it might make you feel like, oh my God, should I be doing this? Like, why aren't I grinding as hard as I was back in this year or whatever? Like, I feel that sometimes too. I'm like, am I not working as hard or am I just handling tough better? Am sure. I just handling these have circumstances I had more reps? better? Right. Have more I just practice. had more reps? And I'm like, maybe I don't need to do this because I'm so much better as a reporter or as a broadcaster that I can, you know, make life easier for myself. So I think right. that's sometimes when imposter syndrome might kick in is like, okay, maybe my job's just easier for me now. And I just need to challenge myself in a different way because I've mastered this. Like I'm good right. at this now. Like I'm not struggling in every little skill set. That's yeah. That's a great point. Do you feel that? Need it. Of like, how I need you- it, yeah. I feel like I'm like listening to like a podcast of like what I should be doing. Is <laughs> like you guys. I'm like, yeah. Like, no, I, I'm like here. hour of hype up. Can we do this once a week? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I feel I feel good right now. No, I I I would definitely agree. I think as you kind of grow and learn and figure things out, more opportunities come, and then you it starts to completely question everything in your head. And I mm-hmm. think you. You explained that perfectly better than I could have. I feel that, but I probably couldn't have explained it. For you said what? You know, like you're, like we said, we, you're killing it right now. You're capturing some of the best athletes in the world. When you say, you know, I haven't made it yet, respectfully, you have. But second of all, what, what for you would define like your ultimate dream? Like what is mm-hmm. the pinnacle of Sydney's career? Um... I would love to be able to travel with a team. Um, I would love to be full time with a team, maybe not just freelance opportunities and maybe not just like a seasonal, but like a full time. Mm -hmm. I'm the, like, I feel like 
when I see like the head of the photo department, like who's been giving me a lot of these opportunities, like he's made it. Like he's had multiple Super Bowl experiences. He completely leads the photo department um, for the Chiefs and like is insanely creative, insanely talented and has so much um, knowledge and like things that I would never think about with like even camera settings and just um, lighting and like color temperatures of the time of day in the stadium. Like just so many things that I learned from him. Um, But I would say – in my mind, it's like I'm not going to make it till I've been in the industry for like 20 years. But maybe right. that's probably the wrong. Obviously, I understand that because I think, I think in terms of what we've been talking about, mm-hmm. we're not considering ourselves as as making no, it in any means. But I think right. it means like you don't have to be in it for 30 years or right. be at Fox Sports yeah. to finally enjoy right. it. Right, you know, like you get to right. enjoy every piece that comes with it along the way that right. you be there, and also like what you're able to do while you're like in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's what, well, at right. least what I'm referring to in terms of making it, it's like you are exactly where you want to be right now. Yeah. And if you really good think, way to put it, even if you didn't think mm-hmm. so. Right. Yeah. And I think right. it's always just like, we're not on a linear path and we see people all the time, like getting new opportunity or something. Mm-hmm. How do they do that? How do we do this? And it's like, no one's path is the same. And so totally. every opportunity you get will lead you to where you need to be right. or what story you should be telling. So in terms of making it, that's kind of what I'm referring to, but like enjoying it where we're at when right. a time where I would say at least a year ago, mm-hmm. what I think that this is what I'd be doing mm-hmm. or this right. is what I'd be capturing. Right. I mean, you have to like humble yourself because you're like, okay, five years ago, I would look up to myself. And I think both of you would say the same, right? If somebody was in your shoes that you are in now and you were five years younger, you'd be like, oh my God, I want to be her. I want to follow her footsteps, right? So like give yourself the flowers while you can still smell them because (laughs) photographers get so caught up in next thing, next thing. And I do too. I'm like, "Uh, what's going to be my next big gig? What's going to be my next big interview? But it's like, just interviewed freaking Alex Smith. Like I should be really Mm -hmm. happy with that. And I am proud. And that was a really awesome moment for me, but you can't help, but think of the next thing. And that's just because we're different people and our drive and our passion that we're always wanting to get better and better. Mm -hmm. And this also leads me to another topic I wanted to bring up about competition and how I think the women in media group changed that perspective for a lot of people And I think all of us and how there's always just this, there was always this thing with women in our industries, especially in sports of it's got to be a competition. She's Mm -hmm. better than me. She's worse than me. Why can't I do what she's doing? Why can't I do it? That person's doing whatever. Mm -hmm. I think within the recent years, especially with galvanized and what Laura Oakman's been doing with her organization as well. I mean, that's what inspired me to even, hit everyone up and say let's make a women in media club right is because there's always or there's already been those sort of groups created for the sole reason of women don't need to compete like Mm -hmm. we already have enough going against us to where we need to uplift each other and be each other's biggest fans because a lot of people aren't and a lot of people are going to tell women that they shouldn't be there and a lot of men and other women are going to criticize you for being in the spot you are in or hate Mm -hmm. you for being successful and that's sometimes simply based on the fact that you're a woman. They don't want you in sports and they don't want you at the table and they don't want you ruining whatever they have going on in their in their club. But it's so different now, our perspectives, I think, on competition because I think the most successful people are willing to share and willing to help. And 
I'm sure you've encountered that with the mentors that we've all had. I mean, think of Laura Rutledge. She never says no to giving advice, to talking to college students, to saying hello or taking a picture. And that's Mm -hmm. not only because she's like a humble and great person, but also because you can be secure with the spot you are in life and be willing to share and not thinking, oh God, I need to compete with this other person on ESPN or Fox Sports. It doesn't matter. As long as you know that you're only competing with yourself and staying in your own lane, literally, then everything else will fall into place. I think we used to, or I used to, I can't speak for everyone, but like get so caught up in, oh my God, how is this girl from this school doing this opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. And that is so toxic and that is not helpful in your own path whatsoever. And once I realized and got over that and was like, okay, everyone, just like what Avery's been saying, everyone's on their own path. It's not a straight line. It's going to go up and down. It's going to look different than everybody else, especially in this day and age of social media. It's like, you just have to realize that everyone's path is different and that you can't, you just can't compete with other people. So, yeah. So box I'm getting off of, but no, no I think no. That's a good point because like we're different in the way that we do our reporting. Mm-hmm. Like we just pay attention. Like we, when we do interviews, like the stuff that I write down is always different than what you write. Totally. Down. Yeah. But I always want you to be better because I want to be better. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, it's in my nature to like want to be very competitive and so like when I watch things I'm like that was really good they were really great but I want to do this in my style better yeah not because I want to compete against that person but it's because like I feel like I learn from them but at the same time I'm like I'm no expert in this so what do they do really well and like how do I whatever but like as a team I want to support you because like we've got each other to where we've been but like the more that you grow the more that I grow so it's what you know I wouldn't be doing myself any favors by trying to constantly feel like I'm competing against my own teammate right you know but I mean and it's like a team aspect like if we've all been on a team like you want your teammates to work just as hard as you do because mm-hmm. at the end of the day like it only makes you better yeah it, yeah, it's just so counterproductive to not be rooting for everybody around you Sydney what's the mm-hmm. landscape like in photography? Based upon first, I want to I want to say one thing though is Anna, you gave me that piece of advice last year during curling trials. I don't remember what we were talking about, but it completely changed my perspective because you said something along the lines of like I know that no one will work harder than me. Slash, I'm only in charge of myself and can only do the things that I find or can do myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm never going to not help someone else because I know that I can be the best that I can be, and I'm always going to offer help to other people. And I started doing that and things really changed for me um, in my perspective on things. I think that was huge. Anyway, what was the question? I just had to put that in there. (laughs) No, I love that. And I remember that conversation specifically. And Mm -hmm. I love that you remember that because I did say like, if you're going to, the most successful people in their careers are, again, always willing to share, always willing Mm -hmm. because the student is never going to be the teacher and the teacher is always going to be the one that's working harder, but you Mm -hmm. have to be the student at some point. Right. But the Mm -hmm. student will never be the teacher because if you're the teacher, you're the teacher, you're not the student (laughs) side story. But to that point, does that make any sense? Yeah. Because by the, by the time the student's the teacher, the teacher is no longer the teacher. Chicken and the egg makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I just watched Sydney's, (laughs) okay but i thought of that analogy just myself i'm like whatever i'm not gonna say you just made that up okay no 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 i think on a a car ride i was like the student the teacher was like rolling in my head i was like it makes sense though because 
if you're just so willing, I will share any secret with anybody of mine. Mm-hmm. As in, like, the things I know, my knowledge. Magic mm-hmm. potion. My magic potion. Mm-hmm. But, like, I am so open to, and Avery's so open to, Sydney, you're open to sharing because mm-hmm. we're secure with who we are as people and where we are in life. That's, like, why wouldn't you, you know, give away your recipes to somebody else? Because right. they can do whatever they want with them. It doesn't matter because you control how hard you work. And no mm-hmm. matter what, you're still going to be doing better than the student. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. my question for you, Sydney, was okay. me and Avery see the reporting side so much of the the landscape and the, the culture and the environment. But I want to hear it from a photographer community because it's like a whole other community in itself. Yeah. Um, it, it, it really depends on where I'm at. It, it, it's different. I've been able to meet a lot of really, 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 really talented and kind female photographers through the MLB live content team through social media, like you'll kind of see if it's in there by like MLB live content. You, we kind of know that we're all doing the same job in all of the ballparks kind of all over the U S and um, I've been able to meet a lot of people, cool people that way. However, a lot of in-game experiences would be there's me and there's five, six other guys. Right. Um, and it's, it's always a bit um, sometimes you get quizzed out on some questions that they probably wouldn't ask the guy next to them, but they kind of just want to see if you know what you're doing. So I always kind of have to feel like I'm um, on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, from another photographer, gave me kind of a tip to tape the lineup on my hood of my camera because with MLB, I'm like live uploading through my phone with a cable for social media for the away team. And you have to label them who the player is. Mm-hmm. Um kind of got made fun of for that. Like I couldn't remember the entire lineup. Like why do I have it taped on my lens hood, which I maybe get, but also it's a new team. Like every yeah, week, is it not? Yeah. Who knows every single, I don't even know. Does the lineup not change game to game? Yeah. 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 And I just like, I want to make sure I have the right number and it's like a double check. I'm going to be the best at my job Absolutely. and maybe you're going off your memory, but maybe your memory will feel you. It's not going to feel me because I have it taped there. Yeah. Try me, bruh. <laughs> so there's some little things like that. Sometimes fans. So I'm on the third base side and there's a lot of like, obviously fans right beside. So I'm, there's the dugout and then there's like the little photo well and I'm right there and then there's fans right there. Security has had to come a couple times for some things being said. I won't say them on here, but it's it, there's experiences Reality. like that where I'm like, oof, that's not fun. And then I kind of step out of it and I see that there's so many people just like me and so many females my age doing exactly what I'm doing in other ballparks, probably having the same experiences, mm-hmm. but always being so helpful. Like I've never met any of them other than when we're on like our Zoom meetings with MLB kind of like – check-ins and I see their names like we've never met in person I probably if they came into a room I don't think I could probably pick them out I know what their photos look like I could probably tell their editing style but I I don't know what they look like but I'll message them and they will message me for kind of tips and tricks and just random things and it's immediate reply immediate reply I'm I'm never getting left on red and that's I think it didn't always used to be yeah that makes me happy though because (laughs) again Sydney you work with all men and me and Avery mm-hmm. pretty much not here at her dot. Honestly, we're really good of having a lot of women in this, mm-hmm. but it is this place at her dot is like an anomaly compared mm-hmm. to a lot of other newsrooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like around where I'm at sporting events, when I'm covering the Creighton blue Jays or any other team for that matter, I'm pretty much always the one only woman there. Do you mm-hmm. guys, do you guys catch yourself thinking about it or do you guys not notice as much anymore? 
Like when you're in a, when you're, I, I hate to say that I, I definitely notice it's definitely, yeah. but, but I'm a, I'm a, um, avid overthinker. So as Honestly, you, both know. <laughs> I, you said that Avery, cause the other night I was like sitting up there on the press road at creating yeah. basketball game. And I was like looking around, I'm like, Oh, everyone's a dude. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I kind of forgot. It, well, I did that to myself yesterday cause it was just state and there was like, I think one, girl photographer maybe but it didn't even cross my mind until we were leaving and I was walking behind mm-hmm. everyone and I was like oh, right. oh I was the only woman I didn't, and I didn't even it didn't so I just didn't know if like maybe it was a good thing or a bad thing like good thing that I didn't notice and it was just like people don't haven't looked at me differently yeah. or mm-hmm. is it like not good that I didn't notice and there should have been more you know one mm-hmm. of those I don't know it, I don't, just makes I don't me, know makes me think I don't know if I... or bad. I don't know I find myself forgetting in some situations, but when I really feel it is like going on the field, like post game oh, yeah. with like a Gatorade splash and there's just not a ton around That's and great. I can just kind of like feel it. Mm-hmm. But there's a great female videographer for the Royals. There's, I mean, there's, it, there's a lot around. It just, it's not every day. Like I, I see them, I follow them, I communicate with them, but they're, I don't see them every day. So like I would say kind of a half and half. There. I guess maybe the good aspect of it is if we're not thinking about it as much, it means that we're in a space we feel comfortable with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel threatened by the men that work in Omaha. No. It's just like, they're all great and they're nice guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it would be more fun and a more welcoming environment, not to their fault, but just in general, if there are more women, right? You're always mm-hmm. going to feel more comfortable if you see somebody that looks like you and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I can go to her. I can talk to her again. If you can see it, you can be it. We've always said that. Like, I will say that I want that on my tombstone. I was Anna wants it across like, her forehead. I will tattoo that on my face. Like visibility matters so much because you don't think you belong somewhere unless you see somebody that looks like you or is doing something similar to you because it's it's so discouraging yeah. to not see other women in certain fields and you think yeah. about us and in, in sports and stuff it's even worse in like stem engineering and math and everything like yeah. that it's like even worse and i think those areas need so many more strides as well and what those women have gone through and it's just like we're trying to change one thing at a time of course and like sports is a great place to start mm-hmm. and i felt more comfortable in like locker rooms and areas like that but there's still part of me like going into the Royals locker room isn't like the most comfortable thing in the world, right? Like these and guys I, are in their own environments. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. even that part too is it's like trying to um, – I don't want people to disregard my motive. Like mm-hmm. why am I working here? It's because I want to tell a story. I like capturing it. I like the environment. I like the tradition. I genuinely like the sport. Am I trying to be around the team more? No, that's mm-hmm. not my thing. Do I love? Literally, it? don't even Do- get me started on that. I, oh but my that god, you brought up it. A- don't get Anna going. <laughs> You're about to get me going, Avery. I, we've both talked about this uh, separately. All right, you've already opened this, so we're gonna talk about it. My part, and I'm saying in my term is like, do I like being around teams? I love it. Like I absolutely love it because it reminds me of like my own career. Like yeah. I know how much fun it is being on mm-hmm. a team. I love seeing everyone's personalities when they're not on the ice, when they're mm-hmm. not on the field, when they're not on the court. Like that is mm-hmm. so fun for me. Like I truly enjoy that piece because fans don't get to see that. And like, that's right. what I want to bring to people or like the people and conversations that we have, all of us when you're not in competition is so entertaining, but I have to make sure because I do this within myself, maybe not even people around me, but like I don't want anyone to ever think that that's why I'm 
there, you know? And so I try to make sure that I'm doing things that aren't putting myself in a situation that makes it feel weird. But then I'm also like, but anyone else would be sitting here that isn't me. And they'd be like, they're just doing their job. Cause they're a man. And so, and it's not something I'm faulting anyone around me for. I'm just saying it's something it's, 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 it's a part of that imposter syndrome a little bit. Yeah. I have to make sure that I'm always making sure am I'm making someone else uncomfortable or is, is anyone else thinking that I'm here for a different reason? How do I go? But you a- should never have to think that you should never, You're ever right. have to think totally. That. But <laughs> never have- I understand oh that. I get that. But it's just like, those are some, those are things that go within the job yeah. sometimes that I no, don't think sure. are spoken about, but we do it to ourselves. Like, at least I do sometimes. Like, like I think about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't want anyone to think that like, or how do I go above and beyond to make sure I'm like truly truly showing people that I'm just here to do this Mm -hmm. but then it ends up like I end up having great conversations with people and stuff and I'm like oh have I overstayed my welcome do they think that I'm yep you know what I mean that kind of stuff and I don't have so many thoughts Avery and it's the thing that's hard is I always walk away being like I wish I wouldn't have felt that way because I don't and I have to like (sighs) retrain myself to be like okay you're gonna give her she's adjusting her headset I know she's gonna give you lecture but I'm and it's not that I'm saying I think it's Right. It's also. I'm just, totally agreeing with you. I I'm, totally agree. I'm with also you. just saying it's, she sits up in her chair. She's she does. sitting up. Right. And there's her water. Hold those, on. those are the things. It's not even being around other males all the time. It's also because, like, on the flip side, real quick, like if there was a guy reporter, like always around the women's locker room and stuff, over and over and over and over again, like would we after a while be like, okay, we know that you always cover our team, but like, mm-hmm. why? Well, I, I, that's something I guess I wasn't used to at Omaha, so I'm just curious. Maybe mm-hmm. it goes both ways, but that's something for me personally. Probably. I have to yeah. feel like I have to focus on when I don't want to have to focus on that. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, Avery. Wow. There's so many things that came rushing into my mind as you were speaking, but I was being so polite and not interrupting because what you said is very true. And it's a real thing that women deal with. And Sydney, I know you've dealt with this. We've all talked about this, like in our own group chats and stuff. Yeah. Where to start? Wow. Um, Sydney goes, do you think this will go over an hour? And it's like, no, like 40 minutes. Oh, no. Well, now that you brought that up, Avery. I do have a Zoom call in like 15 minutes, but it's okay. okay. No, we'll finish before then. No, it's, we, it just one thing it's, leads to another. Yeah, one thing leads to another. And this is a really important conversation because, so I was on Coffee and Cream with Andrew and Damon. Great guys. Watch this. It was really good. It was a really, really insightful conversation we had about being a woman in sports. It was National Woman in Sports Day. And DB asked me, you get all these interviews, all these guys always talk to you, professional athletes, it doesn't matter, they never say no to you. And I'm like, okay, well, I do get a lot of no's that you don't see. Obviously, I don't post when guys don't respond like, to my DMs, I like, I love, right? I love scrolling like, through Anna's blue check. Yeah, if you DMs. scroll through my Instagram DMs, like I'm always reaching out to people, I'm always emailing people. And yeah, I do get a ton of no's for the matter of fact, and I could show you them um, anytime you would like to see. But the thing that guys don't understand, and Avery, you brought it up, is like dancing the line between trying to build a relationship with a male athlete and not trying to have them think that you want anything more than an interview. Or, yeah, or vice versa. I feel like, yeah, continue. We can, yeah. No, and it goes both ways for sure. But like, I am there to do my job. I am Instagram DMing you about an interview for you to join my show. And a lot of guys are super respectful and I love that. But there's always going to be those guys that want to keep DMing or wait, add me on Snapchat. 
No, I'm not going to do what, that. That's what I meant. Not vice versa, as in like me trying to be. Yeah, like I don't think we, we don't do that, that's but I meant. we don't slide into those DMs like that. I slide into your DM, <laughs> get an interview and to talk to you or tell you congratulations, right? Nothing more. And like literally my own family members and friends that I like would say I'm close with go like say to me, who do you think is cute on the team? Like who talks to you? Like who does this or that? And I'm like, no one like I don't do that I'm there for my job and you would never ever say that to a man you would never go up to a man that covers women's basketball and like oh which player are you talking to because they're probably not and they're probably way under their league anyways side note (laughs) but the thing is is like being a woman in sports is so hard because guys will never ever ever understand how uncomfortable it is to have a guy Mm -hmm. DMing you over and over asking for your snapchat making like saying uncomfortable things to you when you're just trying to talk to them for an interview or you're just trying to say congratulations Mm. or you're just trying to say something simple because it's always something more because I'm a woman it's always something more Mm -hmm. I could never just want an interview you know like and then the thing is if they make advances onto you guys just have this entitlement that she should accept my advances I'm a pro athlete like she should dm me back you know like Mm -hmm. I have this entitlement of why, why wouldn't she reply to this? Like, I, I'm verified. I have 700,000 followers. I'm this player. I'm that player. Whereas I'm just doing my job. And it's, I don't, I don't need that, right? And it's already hard enough to be a woman in sports, but guys don't understand is like, when I put myself out there and DM all these players, I'm also opening up myself to a world full of gross messages of things that you don't want to be DM'd back people asking for way too much or saying weird things. It's like, there's so much more that you risk being a woman and like literal stalkers. I mean, look at Erin Andrews and what she went through in a freaking hotel room. And there's Mm -hmm. countless of other stories I'm sure have never been uncovered or told, but like, and everyone's faced it. I know every single one of you, Avery and Sydney and every person ever that's a woman that worked in sports has gotten an uncomfortable message from a man, whether that's an athlete, maybe even a coach or another media member. Mm-hmm. You, you face that. And like guys don't understand that because guys are usually the ones sending them and they're the ones chasing the girls. It's not typically the other way around and that's society, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just so much more uncomfortable when it's in a profession. So like, I wish I said that on the show, like DB, I understand it. Like I, understand it i understood his question and i get it like you see me with all these awesome athletes but but it's not because i'm a woman it's because i i work hard i i'm passionate and i maintain relationships and you don't understand the amount of other things that i've had to deal with and the other uncomfortable messages that i've had to endure to get those like Mm -hmm. beyond like out of 10 and like you get one uncomfortable message or one guy that doesn't that isn't supposed to be saying that. Right. And you just have to ignore that or like completely toss them out of the equation. And then I guess I was saying this earlier, but like, if they're advancing on you, it's like, Oh my God, if I don't add this guy on Snapchat, will he do the interview with me? Like you should never have to think that that is ridiculous of how, how people just think and like how guys use their advantage and use their power to like message all these girls. And like, I know I'm not the only one that's dealt with this. I, both of you have I know and like other women we've talked to it's just so uncomfortable and and, like that's why I'm sharing it on this podcast and I don't want to share that on a radio show with two men because they honestly might not get it or they might feel uncomfortable of me saying that but yeah it's Mm -hmm. part of our jobs have been ruined by those messages and like those those unwanted advances it's like 
it's such a fine line you have to dance and be so careful with and it sucks but it's part of our job literally and i think that's what's hard is it makes us go above and beyond to second guess what we're doing wrong when right. we're just like, showing I'm, up for our position like but what like, i'm saying and how i'm saying it like i'm really very and the thing is and first clear. it's like not even saying anything because she's just simply taking working pictures, taking pictures you know but mm-hmm. when we show up to an environment over and over again because it's our job it, it like i said in in terms of like what Sydney and i talked about us showing up over and over again is like being seen as interest <laughs> mm-hmm. which is very interesting like no, no i have to be here like i work here this i work is my here. job i'm not showing up mm-hmm. because i like you yeah and so i've never like really experienced that but through conversations with you guys it's like hmm that's a really interesting thing because it comes back to once again us being like what i'm oh no what happens if i don't like try to mend this situation and i don't want this to also like bog down all the greatness of our position it's not not. because there this is like (laughs) for every like 10 great messages it's like one sydney what are your thoughts oh um i have a lot (laughs) i think that always worrying about um responding or not responding and will that make it weird when you get to work um i love getting messages for asking about photos sometimes they want to know more details that's fine i think keeping friendships um but it's a very fine line. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, um, a lot of the male photographers or kind of head photo team are like very close with a lot of the players. And I would love that kind of tight knit friendship because then they post your photos and then they, they like your photos. But all at the same time, it, it, it just, it's hard and it's different. And um I don't know. It just sucks though because that should not affect your career. And it, yeah. it, but don't get me wrong. There's so many guys in pro sports and coaches and media guys that I absolutely love and have a good relationship with, and we're friends. And I can text them if I need something or if they need something, they can always reach out to me. There's mm-hmm. all those great relationships, but again, Sydney, like it does affect your career whether you believe it or not. Being a woman and having mm-hmm. to dance that fine line all all the time it's like you're walking on eggshells around these guys because you don't know what kind of dude they are you don't know if like they're the ones that are gonna take a message wrong or take take interest in the wrong way of oh she's showing up every time like let's let's talk to her like she must be interested in me she's taking photos of me now Mm -hmm. that's your job right and it's Mm -hmm. so different and it it sucks that it affects your career and it makes me sad to hear that I mean like even for you like it honestly like no career path is safe because you're always dealing with this and there's always going to be those people that think that you are in this for something different and you're, mm-hmm. you're you want something more than what you're seeking out to do taking photos or getting mm-hmm. interviews or working it's crazy all right Sydney oh, Anna let's wrap this up on a positive oh, note um <sighs> you have any cool stories of these athletes that you work with in their last few minutes of this pod? Um, well, something that I was going to bring up earlier was working alongside Laura Rutledge this weekend or kind of maybe not working alongside, but getting photos of her that she ended up posting was really full circle because she talked to a women in media club in college. And I w- that was really inspiring. And I told her that in a mes- message when I sent um, 
her photos to her and she ended up posting them. And that was great. And tagging me and giving me credit, which was amazing. Um, so that was a really cool kind of full circle experience that I, I meant to say earlier. Um, as far as kind of cool stories, <laughs> um, I guess no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Stories. I mean, there's, there's a lot of fun, like, um, like interactions, like, especially being on the third base side for baseball is I had like a blue Gatorade and I don't remember who the player was. I'm probably going to blank on who it was. I don't even remember what team it was, was drinking a blue Gatorade and like climbed up on the fence and like cheers me. It was like (laughs) like, a little blue, like, and like that's, that stuff's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that was kind of like at an end of a um, like series. So it, it, I had been there. They'd kind of like obviously known who I was kind of seen me uploading photos. And that was kind of like a fun, like, Oh, I belong here. Like they're right able to kind of like joke around with them and it it was great um yeah (laughs) i don't know you guys i'm gonna be on the spot (laughs) i know i'm sorry after the show big wait this this this, yeah no after the show you're gonna be like oh my god all these cool things happen to me yeah i'm trying to just think um okay how about this question your biggest piece of advice for aspiring young photographers oh geez Never say no to an opportunity, um, no matter how tired you may be. Even or how many steps you have to let go. Me, let me let me rephrase that. Yeah, never say no to an opportunity because you never are sure which opportunity will open. Not even a door. Maybe it'll open a window that you can climb through. <laughs> I love that. Or, like, I mean. Maybe it's not even a window on the first floor. Maybe you have to take a ladder and then jump out the window on the second floor. But if you'll get out and you'll get a little bit closer to where you're wanting to go. And I think that was a huge lesson I learned this year is I think last year I was waiting for an opportunity. I was, I needed a yes from someone so badly. I was just waiting around, waiting around. No, no, no. Whereas I kind of took action and I'm, I became the, I'm going to say yes to everything. I didn't wait for a yes from someone else. Um, I think especially starting out. Someone asked me the other day, um, I waited around a lot for like great opportunities and some of them did come, but I wish I was shooting locally all the time, every weekend. You can get great photos of high school games, college games, youth games. I mean, anything. And and, and I got told that in a lot of interviews is just like keep shooting and get stuff for your portfolio. Obviously the bigger names are impressive, maybe more impressive, but if you're mastering your skill and getting good you can get really cool photos and I almost think it's more impressive maybe not youth necessarily but to have like an amazing shot of a high school basketball game that looks like it's on an NBA court like Mm -hmm. that's impressive because you have a creative eye and you're able to do something with a smaller stage Um, I wish I would have learned that sooner because I think I was just waiting for like a big opportunity like yeah I can't do anything right now I'm getting a lot of no's like I'm, I need stuff in my portfolio, but I don't have anything to do. Like I, I could have found something to do and I did, I did do things, but I wish I would have maybe done more. Um, so that was kind of a piece of advice I gave the other day. Um, yeah, I think that's, I love that. Well, Sydney, we are so very proud of you. Thank you so much for joining. We love you. Thank you guys. We're your biggest cheerleaders that we are. We are. Well, you guys keep me inspired. Avery and Anna both. You, you have helped me more than you know. I will say that. 
Aww. Truly. Oh, team. Truly. Well, Sydney, thank you so much for joining. Again, we yes. love you. Good luck with everything. We'll be watching. I'll just wait for the next text when you're all of a sudden with Jalen Hurts. So that's fine. Please. Let's have a let's have a <laughs> in the call drill together. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. we'll catch back up then. Okay. Okay. Love all right, Sid. Thank you. A Heard at Sports Network production.